Welcome to the Patriotic Preachers Podcast, the show that looks at American politics through the lens of a patriot and the light of God's Word. Well, thank you again for tuning in to the Patriotic Preachers. I'm Micah Farr, and with me, Cody Oliver. How are you doing tonight? That is my alias. That's <laughs> what people know me as. Yeah. Don't, don't ever let anybody get a bead on you. No, I'm enjoying the fact that all of our equipment is working, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying my new fluffy jacket. Yeah, it's a, a, nice, a nice jacket. Marty McFly style. Yeah, if it were only that orange. Yeah, McFly, you're doing with the life um, is over. M- McFly. <laughs> make like a tree and, and get out of here. Let's <laughs> make like a tree and make you ready. <laughs> How did we, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we digress. <laughs> And apparently I choked to death. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I hope you, hope you make it through. Well, thank you for tuning in again to the Patriotic Preachers. We do not take it lightly. We thank you very much. Um, share our podcast with your friends. They can find us on the podcast, uh, excuse me, the Podbean app or at podbean.com. If you want to get in contact with us, patriotic at gmail.com. Also, find us on Facebook, Patriotic Preachers. Leave a like on this podcast episode and comment let us know what we're doing right let us know what we're doing wrong we can only grow if we get feedback i think i'm going to implement another way for them to contact us mm-hmm. just with the trend of the problems we've had tonight with technology carrier pigeons <laughs> yeah <laughs> so just as a backup as a them, backup for uh, uh for yeah. the technology plus you can eat them yeah if you have to that's true that's uh i'm just saying rat with wings <laughs> okay so to uh last episode we talked about United States versus United States. Which one is it? And we fell firmly on the United States part of it. And so, uh, Brother Cody, you you posed a question. Are we a republic or are we a democracy? To which I immediately gave you the... Because that's what I wanted to talk about. That was about not any better than my breaks from the last one. <laughs> this episode. The big guy still falling. Yeah. I don't know why that sounds like a fat guy falling down hill to me. <laughs> But uh, so that's going to be the topic we cover in this episode, Republic or Democracy versus Democracy. Yep. Okay. so we've got some notes jotted down here and Micah has done me the honor of giving me his notes because I had a super busy day today and I didn't get a chance to jot my thoughts down. But you've got right here at the top of this kind of reference sheet for just for us to look at during the show so Mm -hmm. we don't get off track. Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. So right in. The Pledge of Allegiance. Everybody should know the Pledge of Allegiance. If you live in America, a lot of countries know it. And they, you know, those citizens know it. And they're not in. They're not citizens. But immediately, qu- quote to me the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to caveat this. Okay, mm-hmm. I haven't said the Pledge of Allegiance since I can. I know in my mind the date that I said I ain't doing this again. Wow. <clears throat> it was in the fifth grade, uh-huh. and I'm a weird guy now. Yeah. But I said. I said this yesterday, right? And nothing has changed <laughs> on my end, and someone to call it good. It <laughs> like uh, we're still good from yesterday. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I did, I did, well, kind of like the story of the. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard this, but there's a story of uh, a couple. They've been married for for forty years, and they're just coming up. Well, they've been, been married for fifty years. That, <laughs> I've that, heard their, this. Their, their golden anniversary. Been married for fifty years. You never and, tell uh, me you love me. Yeah, they simply. Daddy, tell mom you love her. I told her fifty years ago, and if anything changes, I'll let her know. <laughs> I, will, I will. I will update you as changes are made. Yeah. Uh, but I always used to say the Pledge of Allegiance with my fingers crossed because it was it's conditional. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case. 
it's conditional. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a conditional covenant. Yeah, I, it is a conditional covenant. Okay, so this is not Abrahamic at all. I love, I love my country. You, you are, you're pledging allegiance to the country, not the government. Right. So if that helps you, anyway. yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, I pledge allegiance. I feel like the old lady in National Lampoon's vacation. <laughs> say, that say blessing. The blessing. <laughs> she died like, years ago. <laughs> it's a We're it's a it's a special person that listens to our show. Oh man! I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic. Aha! Aha! And to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, invisible. You can't see it. <laughs> Uh, with liberty and yeah, the whole thing. I thought so, it, I, when I was little, I thought it was in the visible, inside of the visibility, yeah, in the visible. In, they were in the realm. Yeah. They were in the spectrum of light. So obviously, right there out of the gate, we've answered the question: republic versus or democracy. What are we? We're a republic. It's in the it's in the pledge of allegiance. Yeah. I'll give you one more. We're a constitutional republic. Absolutely. What does that mean? It means that we are governed by the constitution that we have all bound ourselves under. And if you listen to the last episode, if you didn't go back and listen to it before you listen to this one, you'll get a whole lot of information. You might be able to understand this conversation more if you go back and listen to that. But we are a constitutional republic. We bind ourselves underneath the uh, governing legislation that is the United States Constitution and all of her amendments. And we are a republic. So what does it mean to be a republic. Um, just as we've said, we, we, we have heard it said, we need to protect, uh, well, that the government protects us, but no, um, excuse me, that the government gives us rights, but it's not the case. The government protects our rights. And we have heard in the course of many, many, many election cycles, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard this statement uh, by both left-wing and right-wing alike, mm-hmm. we need to protect our democracy. Yeah. And they say that in the light of the presidential election. Right. That is false. Yeah. We are not a democracy not at a, that level. We right. are a republic. There is a little bit of blending in the country in the way we operate. So mm-hmm. we're, I, I can see. I'm going to try to explain people, the yeah. different levels of that. But don't fall a, to that, that we are a democracy. A pure democracy is 51% of the population right. gets to tell the other 49% what to do. Yeah. And it don't work that way. So we do practice democracy on the state and local level. Um, if you When you go and you vote for a governor, you, mm-hmm. the popular vote, 51%. Governor goes in. It, it that's that's what she wrote. Now, if it's between two people in a primary, there's usually a runoff at the state level uh, because it's got to be between two people. Uh, uh, other, unless there's like a seventy percent. I don't know all the logistics of three people running for something in a primary. Mm-hmm. But then, even if somebody, if there's three people running in a general, you still have to have a certain percentage. Uh, well, no, the general election is the is the popular vote. Whoever gets the, the, the most amount, but that's at the state level and the local level. So you're talking your governor races, mayor. your mayor races, if you if you elect your sheriff, c- county commissioners, whatever. Those local people, it's 51%, you're in. So uh, we are a democracy at that level, but on the federal level, we're a republic. So what's the difference? Um, let us know uh, kind of uh, the general idea of what a republic is. Uh, it does for us, kind of in your own words. The Republic ideology l- looks at the forty nine percent, and they it tries to always keep in mind what about the minority. Yeah. So really, a republic is more of you know, 
all, it's funny to me that all the people who jump up and down about we're a democracy, we're a democracy, we're a democracy, they're all the same people who are supposed to be pro minority. Yeah. But if they, if we were a democracy, mm-hmm. we would be flipped and we wouldn't have what they actually uh, want, which is right. somebody looking out for the minority. And uh, I'm good with that because sometimes I'm the minority. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now the, the, the gun owner conservative christian guy which i guess i check all those boxes is yeah. is kind of looked down as not a minority as far as numbers but we're treated as a minority right. of opinion uh so republic ideology is is always trying to look out for the little guy uh representatives are chosen by the states uh 51 percent representatives act on behalf of the whole so they're not just watching out for their constituents right. they're bound they swear on the constitution and the bible that they're going to uphold the law of the land um whatever that got them there the, the laws that they voted right. the, the process um so the, the republic is like we said a minute ago it's bound by the constitution mm-hmm. um it is amazing the constitution i don't know of another document outside scripture that's as well thought out no you can read the constitution and wrap your head around how they set up government to work and be like, wow, this is really cool. And then yeah. read it again in a month, and you'll see something else that they thought of. That, And I've thought that before. I'm like, well, what about this? Yeah. And then I'll go and figure out they already thought about it. Yeah. Those guys were really ahead of their game. That's exactly right. They, they, they looked at it, and they said, okay, so we know we don't want to be underneath a monarchy anymore. We don't want to be uh, governed by one person. But at the same time... We don't want to be governed by mob rule. Right. And if you mob rule is the 51%. Right. Whatever the majority says, and you can, at that moment, you can uh, govern on emotion, which is never, never responsible to yep. govern on emotion. You govern based on who's angry. That's never, it's never good to give in to, you know, angry, terrorist-minded people. So with a republic, you're able to kind of control the emotion you're able to control the situation bring people down to another level because most of the time most of the time not 100% of the time but most of the time the 51% cares about the 49% yeah they care about you know okay how does this make you feel now sometimes in in sometimes it's not that's not the case the 51% doesn't care what the 49% says and they're happy that they that they're that they're in the majority but the thing is that the 1% or the 2%, whatever, at, at any time it can become 50-50. It can become 51-49 the other way because there's always a group of people who are wishy-washy that mm-hmm. go back and forth. So you can't run on majority rule. If you run basically base uh, uh, just just on majority rule, you run just on a uh, demo- democratic, when I use that word democratic, I'm not talking about the Democratic Party, I'm talking about democracy as an adjective. You run on a, as a democratic state, then you'll be back and forth and back and forth. There's no consistency. Right. Yeah, one one decade you're going to have mm-hmm. uh, left or leaning, and then you're going to scrap all yep. those laws and go back to a the concert, only the pendulum, way. The pendulum is always moving. That's right. The only way that you can stay in that line of thinking, have that democratic state, is if you're a very homogenous. Mm-hmm. It works for people like Switzerland because that's they're all the same kind of people. But we, right. as Americans, even back in the 1700s. In 1790, we've when always they, been we've always diverse. been diverse. Always. Yeah, and I hate it when they go. Well, look at such and such. Well, yeah. Well, you've got a, a country that's got the population of Texas, mm-hmm. and then all those people are the same race. 
they're the same eth- ethnic back. They've been there. Every right. one of them are tenth generation descendants of there. They don't have the muddied background that we do mm-hmm. with uh, the slavery issue, which is a big problem in the U.S. And we're still not over it with all, all the things that come with that. So, yeah, democracy it can appear to work in those those other countries, but it's we're we're just too different. And that pendulum swinging. What we've done with the constitutional republic is we've We've dropped dropped a cinder block on either side of that pendulum, and we've said you can't swing too far this way, and you yeah. can't swing too far that way. Right. Which is another. It goes back to the previous episode that we talked about with states' rights. Yeah. If you are, if you want to swing your pendulum, boy, this is sounding weird, but if you want to lean to the right, mm-hmm. find you a state that you can live in uh, that lines up more with your ideals. Right. If you lean more to the left, good for you do it over there you know go to california go to some of the other uh, there's even there's a lot of states now portland oregon they're Mm -hmm. they're super left-wing but in in a republic you're able to set your representative up and however you um however you affiliate whether it's right left you're able to vote for your representative and send your representative to the federal level Mm -hmm. have them speak on your behalf that way it's not 300 million voices screaming right it's just a few and sometimes they're screaming, but it's a few, and it's it, you're able to have a, a conversation about what's going on. Uh, you're able to get the ideas out. You're able to get grievances out in a much easier way. And so republic, where a democracy, pure 100% democracy, I love democracy, but pure democracy, 100% democracy is mob rule. Republic, a republic way of government is representative rule. A republic way of government is I'll take your grievances to the higher level. You trust me. Uh, you vote. You voted me in. I'll take the fifty-one percent, and I'll take the forty-nine percent, and I will be your represent. I will be both representatives. I'm not going to be just the fifty-one percent representative. I'm going to be both. So let me know what you want, and then if the forty-nine percent get 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 upset, and the fifty-one percent uh, are are upset, whatever the case may be, that there's always that. Ability to swing that one to two percent, that person won't be in office anymore. So they have to look at the that the one hundred percent and serve uh, the entirety of that voting population. Yeah, and here's another check and balance in the representative form of government that that works. Um, two thousand. Let me see when this article was written. I just looked it up here. September eleventh, two thousand thirteen, Colorado. Right. Colorado is trying to go pretty lefty in recent years. Yeah. Little company called Magpul is based in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Well, they were. I think they moved headquarters since this this actually happened in Colorado at the state level. Uh, the state, I want to see. Let me see. Let me just read a portion of this article. Colorado Springs, just from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Two Colorado Democrats who provided crucial support for a package of state gun laws that were voted out of office on Tuesday in special elections seen as a test of whether swing state voters would accept gun re- uh, restrictions after mass shootings in Colorado movie theater and a Connecticut elementary school. The vote, which came five months after the United States Senate defeated several gun re- restrictions at the federal level, handed another loss to gun control supporters, blah, blah, blah. Basically, I'm going to paraphrase here. Colorado State Senate passed some gun laws that, if I'm not mistaken, they were outlawing 30-round magazines. Right. What's on that shelf right there? Two Magpul 30-round magazines. Yeah. And I've got about a, an undisclosed number yeah. <laughs> of magazines. Right. Uh, Colorado 
outlaws them. Mm-hmm. Magpul, the world's, at least in the United States, is largest magazine provider for AR platform rifles, is based in Colorado. Mm-hmm. People were not happy. Yeah. They recalled those senators and replaced them with Republicans. Yeah. That's a check and balance. That's a, hey, you swung too far there, Representative. Right. Let me jerk this leash and pull you back over. Yeah. So two senators lost their jobs uh, in a recall. They didn't yeah. make it to reelection. They got recalled at the ballot box. Yeah. Somebody set up a, however how you do that process, mm-hmm. they they went up there and, and recalled them. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that is a, a possibility in a constitutional republic. Absolutely. And and another thing is what a republic does is because uh, Georgia elects their representatives and um, California their representatives, and so they are representatives of their states, they are we're a, a republic goes back to the last you know we're, their states and their representatives because they're we're a republic. California can't because the majority you know that there, there are more people in California than there are in Georgia. California can't dictate what Georgia does, mm-hmm. so we're a republic. Now California can disagree with what Georgia does, right? And they can air their grievances out with what Georgia does because we are a united country, but they can't tell Georgia what to do. And in fact, uh, other states can rise up and say, "Hey, we're with Georgia on yeah. this. Don't don't try to get too big for your britches, there, California. Even if California and Nevada all step up, you've got Alabama and Georgia and Mississippi and and, and Florida that that will step up and say, hey, oh, you, you, right. we're the southeast. You go back over there to the west, and you 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 handle your yeah. business over there. Do your four acres. Yeah, we're 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 a different region over here. We can handle it, and so." That republic ideology, again, helps to protect the people. Democracy, in its purest form, is mob rule, and that is uh, that does not protect that forty nine percent. The republic ideology does protect the forty nine percent. And again, yeah. I'm going to make this caveat: I'm not talking about Republicans and favor the forty no. nine. I mean, Democrats, not no, no. This is democracy and republic. Now, after saying that. If you watch the Republicans and the Democrats, they do tend to favor, the Democrats do tend to favor more pure democracy, and the Republicans do tend to favor (laughs) a more pure republic. That's why why the a Republican and Democrat. You know what you get when you get mob rule? The Salem witch trials. That's exactly right. And nobody's for that. No. Everybody looks back at those things in history, and we're like, well, how did that happen? That's how it happened is you had no boundaries. Yeah. You had no system in place to protect the minority. They yeah. were just subject to the whims of the majority. Yeah, mob rule is Salem witch trials. Mob rule is Jim Crow laws. Yeah. Mob rule yeah. is uh, when uh, civil rights movement, when it when it began, mob rule is the people go, going at them with uh, hoses and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. That's mob rule. And if you want mob rule, go 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 for it. Have at it. But I don't want that. You I know, want to be protected if I, I'm that 49%. I like the checks and balances. I do. I like it. It, yeah. it, it helps to protect You don't have to have a constitutional republic. <laughs> but it helps. But it helps. It does help. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that that's, the, that's the idea behind republic versus democracy. Now, we could go into... And I believe we will. Let's let's extend this instead of making it. Another no, just keep episode. going. Yeah, because I almost spoiled it a minute ago. Yeah, it, um, it, it, it it's it's so close. Let's, well, this, let's just go ahead. This topic came up in the last presidential election, mm-hmm. and pause for one second because me and Emily were just talking about this yesterday. She was like, "What year is the no not pause okay. the podcast, but just pause this thought." Yeah. Um, 
is the election this year? And I said, no, it's next year. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, good night. They're talking about it a lot. Yeah. They, they start talking about it the week after right. the inauguration, which drives me insane. But um, the Electoral College, it got brought up in the last election cycle yeah. because everybody was mad that Hillary right. didn't get it. She won popular vote. She won vote. popular vote. She didn't win the, pres- the presidency. Didn't win the presidency. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, why does the Electoral College matter? The Electoral College serves to be, again, a protector for the little guy. We are a state-run, um, a state-run country, and so um, just to let, let's let's kind of start down at the bottom and work our way up. Okay. So we are a democracy, like I said, we're a democracy at the state level. And so you'll, I mean, at the state and local level. So you'll see these primary elections go on. And what a primary election is, is, you know, you'll go, you'll show up to the, to the ballot box and on a primary, you can't vote for Republican and Democrat. You got to choose which one you're going to vote for. You vote on one ticket. And what a primary is, is it's a, the teams choosing their candidate. Right. Who are, who's the Democrats going to choose to run against the Republicans? And so you've got uh, Democratic primaries and you've got Republican primaries and you even see this all the way up to presidential elections. They're just larger scale. And so then they pick their sides. They might, there might be a runoff to choose between a, a fewer number to get their side. And then you have the general election, which we live in a two-party system. It is it, If you do some research on this, I don't know if you know, and I don't know if y'all out there know, but two-party system is not the common common theme in government worldwide. It, it boggles my mind, but there are systems out there with five parties. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know you how used that to works. have the Whig party. Yeah, well, um, even then, we've always been a two-party it's all, system. It's always been two. Yeah, it's always been two. Anti-Federalists so and Federalist Whigs, and, and yeah, it's just they've changed names. Okay. And um, Five at one time? Yeah, there, in, 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 in hmm. some countries over, over, over in Europe, there are countries that have five parties, and they send... Well, I guess Parliament people. is a two-party system, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think House I think of it Commons, is House of Lords kind of. I think it is, uh, but I, I know France has a five-party system or something like we that. We don't it, count France. It's, though. it's, it's wild. But anyway, we're a two-party system. Sometimes third parties try to jump in. Uh, never been a third-party president right. win, but there have been you know smaller levels. Getting close wins. to their libertarian ideals are coming up. Right, and so now the democracy versus the republic kicks in with the presidential election, and so this is where the electoral college comes in. The states hold the democratic elections okay who are we going to choose to be our candidate and it's it back in um and usually usually it's a winner take all whoever gets the majority usually it's a winner take all system uh when it comes to the primary elections there are some states that don't do that but for the most part it is that way with the primary again we're talking about the primary election so last cycle you had Ted Cruz, uh, Donald Trump, um, Marco Rubio in the primary for the Republicans, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders. Uh, they were basically the only two, but you had them for the Democrats, and they were choosing their sides. In Alabama, Donald Trump won, close one. Ted Cruz won a couple, but ended up being that more states chose Donald Trump, so he is the Republican nominee, uh, and Hillary Clinton gets the Democratic nominee. So that's where we get the uh, we've chosen sides. If you want to throw anything in here. Yeah, well, if you, the one thing that really opened my eyes to why the Electoral College matters so much is seeing that map 
mm-hmm. the red and blue U.S. map right. after the vote, where you had the whole country land-wise was nearly red. Yeah. And then you could see where your big Democratic cities are mm-hmm. and those those populated areas got votes because there's a lot of people there. But if we were running just on people, for example, the 1992 election, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton received a majority of electoral votes right. got the presidency. Uh, he only got 43% of the popular vote mm-hmm. because that was the year that Ross Perot, remember the little, you don't remember, you were, mm-hmm. you were a little kid back then, but... Ross Perot was basically one of the characters from The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, he had a whole bunch of money, and he, he no one thought he was going to get it. I want to yeah. say he got like 20% of the vote or something like that, but he, he swung it to where there was not enough of the vote going to whoever the other part. I don't remember who right. the Republican candidate was, but the Electoral College gave Clinton— he won the Electoral mm-hmm. College, and he got the presidency. Yeah, And the Electoral College is there as another— Check and Check balance, and balance. <laughs> to right. keep Rhode Island has the from being just might as well not even show up to the polls yeah. because it's really only California and a couple of other yeah. Florida and New York. Um, if we were to abandon the electoral college system, basically you'd have tons of candidates pop up. Yeah, because what, what anybody if, then can it would get be it. then it would be fifty one percent. Right, or, you know whoever is the majority winner, you'd have a swamped. First of all, you'd have a swamp ballot. Oh, no doubt. Because yeah. anybody that qualifies can run and, and wow. hope to get the vote just out of sheer popularity contest yeah. at that point. Um, and then, like you said, fi- whoever gets 51%. Yeah. Gets or, or, or just majority at that point, whoever gets the, the most votes uh, wins. So what we have set in place now, once you get past the primary and get to the general election, with the Electoral College, there are 538 total electoral votes. There was a point just for a little bit of history, where they were adding votes, adding votes, adding votes, adding votes. They capped it at 538. There can only be 538. So they can they can change hands. The votes can swap around. And we're actually going to get to that here pretty soon with the census. They're gonna, so there's going to be some electoral votes to kind of change hands. But there can only be 538. Uh, to my knowledge, they may change that in the future. But there can only be 538. So where you get that is there's 435 state representatives. Um, Alabama has right now seven state representatives, and then you have two senators. Alabama has two senators. We get nine electoral votes, so that's 435 House, 100 Senate, because uh, every state gets two senators. Um, this again, this is part of the checks and balances where you, the representative, the state representatives, are based on your population. Two senators for everybody, right? And then uh, Washington D.C. You get three more, so that you, if you're counting, that's 535. Where's the three to get 538? Washington D.C. gets one representative and two senators you know, to kind of keep things even with them too. So 538 votes. That's so. Here we go. When you go into the ballot box to vote for this past election cycle, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, in Alabama, and in every other state, 48 states, it is a winner-take-all system. The only two states where it is not winner-take-all, where you can get partial electoral votes, Maine and Nebraska. But every other state, winner-take-all. People so, live in Nebraska? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just like grass and cows yeah. or something. I didn't, I didn't know. But um, if you live in, let's say, we'll go with Alabama since we're here. If everybody in Alabama, which it's that the likelihood of this is... It, it, impossible, but if everybody in Alabama, a hundred percent, voted for Donald Trump, Donald Trump gets nine electoral votes. 
if everybody, if half the people plus one voted for Donald Trump, so it's one more vote for Donald Trump in Alabama, votes for Donald Trump, Donald Trump gets, guess how many electoral votes? I'm going to go with nine. Nine. No, oh, man, that's good. It doesn't matter. Right. Same way in uh, California. So that's how you can get. Um, I, I, I think California has like 50-something. I don't know. Yeah, I you think can, it is You can look it up. It's 50-something. But anyway, they have their large number of votes. And so if, let's just say, I don't know how many people they have, but let's just say Alabama has, we'll, we'll keep small numbers, Alabama has 5,000 people. 5,000 people vote for Donald Trump. That's 100%. Well, he only gets nine votes. 501 vote for Donald Trump. He only gets nine votes in California. If there's 10,000 people and all 10,000 vote for Hillary Clinton, she only gets 50 electoral votes or how many electoral votes they have. If 5,001, then same thing because they've got 10,000 people. The majority elected her. So that's how you can get Hillary Clinton winning the popular vote. If less, if just an insane amount of people go out to the poll and vote for Hillary Clinton, population serves New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. Right. But if he if a president a presidential candidate is winning more electoral votes by even just like Donald Trump did in this past yeah, election, it's it was a insane. perfect example. He was eking out wins in Kentucky, oh. eked out a win in Pennsylvania, yep. eked out a win. I mean, it was and if insane. You, if you want a good laugh, go back and watch the Young Turks meltdown on the electoral night. Oh, Florida they, was hilarious. No, they and, and some of the major news channels as well, but it's definitely the Young Turks there. Yeah. If you don't know who the Young Turks are, they're the largest uh, left-leaning YouTube channel. And for you older folks out there that may not understand, YouTube is huge. Okay, oh, so it's massive. Um, by the time me and Micah are are fifty, media will be completely revamped. Oh yeah. YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. So you've got Google, and then, and then you got you, which they're the same company. Yeah. But people use Google, people use YouTube. So go to YouTube and look up the Young Turks election night coverage. It's funny. It's hilarious. They to watch them slowly realize that, you know, Hillary's going to win. Hillary's going to win. Yeah. She may not win. It's okay. <laughs> she didn't okay. Win. Frankly, she never had a chance at winning. Okay. And and so then that creates the question since she or the the argument rather. Since she, since Hillary wins the popular vote, well, shouldn't the electoral the electoral college is just outdated? Shouldn't yeah, it be? I heard that so much. With? And just to be honest, when I was a freshman and a sophomore in high school, because I knew everything, I felt that the electoral college was outdated and it should be taken should be done away with. I've said that more recently than that because and, I didn't understand yeah, it. Yeah, it, it it because it's just thrown in your face. And you don't know what's going on. But the thing is, it protects states like Rhode Island. Like you said, Wyoming, check this out. Wyoming has three or maybe five. It's, it's one of those numbers. Not many electoral votes. I think it's three. I want to say it's three. Um, but presidents rely on Wyoming because it might come down to that state. Right. Those three um, in these close races. It's, it's insane. But if, if not for the Electoral College, you would never see a presidential candidate in your in your state unless you were Illinois mm-hmm. and only if you lived in Chicago. Yeah. They would only cater California, to those places. Los Angeles, and New York, New York City. Yeah. That's the only places that they would really cater to, the only places they would really show up and really care about because that's where the population is. Do you, are you old enough to remember the Florida recount? Uh, Al Gore in two, and, in and 2000? Bush? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it was it two thousand Al Gore and Bush? Yeah, I yeah, guess it was two thousand. Yeah, I remember yeah. it, man. Trucking ballots around on Penske trucks and 
Yeah, that, um, that that was when that was when I gained my love for politics was in two thousand. <laughs> Can you do a George Bush impression? We will try to. That's not bad. Idea, idea for Kate. My Marify. <laughs> America Kate. America Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I love his laugh. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> I like George W. Yeah, not the greatest. President, not the worst president, yeah. but hard pressed to find a guy that loves America anymore. Yeah. He loves Midland when it comes to being a president, yeah. but pretty pretty decent guy. Yeah. yeah. But uh so yeah, the, the electoral college is not outdated. It is actually way ahead it, of its time. It really it is. is insane that they thought of this in seventeen ninety. I don't know what the deal was back. Was it the wigs? I mean, was it the, the hair? Was it, it the tights? <laughs> What do we need know. to go back to? I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. And you got to understand, man, that when in 1776, when these when these men begin to uh, stand up and fight for freedom, now they were older in 1790, but when they began, they were in their 30s and 40s. I mm-hmm. mean, they were not old people. Yeah, you makes know, they me were look young. like an idiot. Nathan Hale, who died for this country, was burned at the stake and said, "I only, my only regret is that I only have one life to give for this country." was 19 crazy land 19 years old we can't get 19 year olds now to do anything it is absolutely insane now 19 year olds say if i don't have a safe space then i'm gonna whine and cry and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna protest his protest was i will be burned at the stake an unsafe space it's, it's crazy it is but yeah so the electoral college way ahead of its time because they looked and they said, well, we're a republic. We're doing everything we can to protect that 49%. We're doing everything we can to protect the minority because they matter. Minorities matter. Racial minorities matter. They do. Um, because one day you may be in the minority. Exactly. Religious minorities matter. I believe in religious freedom. Practice however you want because yep. I don't want to be told how, mm-hmm. to, how I can practice. Yep. Now, I do believe I, now that some I'll, religions are wrong. You, you can be dumb and wrong if you want right. to, in the words of a great man. You can that's be right. dumb and wrong if you want to. But uh, you're exactly right. The 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 state the balance there is is leans to the minority protection because yeah. one day you may be the minority. And a um, perfect example is this past 2016 ele- election uh, wh- where the majority – just a very hairline fraction majority voted for Hillary Clinton. But as far as the republic is concerned, as far as the states are concerned, the majority of states said uh, Donald Trump. And now you have to ask, should it be the majority of people or the majority of states? And there is a balance between both of those that mm-hmm. exist in the Electoral College. Yeah. And it will. And, and here's the thing. As bad as as right now, the Democrats hate it. And one day, there will be a time, and there has been in the past, where the Republicans looked at it and said, oh, it's terrible because their candidate right. didn't win because Oh, of you got to be careful with that. It's going to go back and forth. Um, as bad as either side might hate it, and they'll say it's outdated and whatever, it will never, mark my words, it will never be taken away. Why? It's part of the Constitution. Mm. And to do away with it... Two-thirds ratified. Two-thirds ratified. And you will not... Big word there, votes. ratified. Yeah. Important word. Now, you can have uh, government over overstep, overreach, mm-hmm. 
But that, my friend, is a conversation for another day when is it okay to ever take arms against your government? And that will be the day when I say yes. Yep. If the government ever overreaches and says, I don't care what the people says about this. We're not going to wait for two-thirds ratification. We're just going to change it. Uh, no, no, no. Well, there's a, uh, a – and we're wrapping the show up, but there's a guy named James Yeager. He's a controversial gun instructor up in Tennessee. I'm not a huge fan of Yeager as yep. far as tactics and stuff go, but – uh, one thing you got to say about him is when Obama, after Sandy Hook, was threatening to bypass Congress and mm-hmm. reinstate an assault weapons ban without going through Congress, Yeager said what every other American patriot should have said, and I was saying it to myself, I just had anybody say it too. Yeah. He said, um, if you do that, no. Yeah. And basically what Ben Shapiro said last week, yeah. no. If you do that, no. Yeah. You've, you're crossing the constitutional barrier. And, um, and we're not going to have it. And that's yeah. that's where the, we're talking about checks and balances. There's yeah. where your final check and balance lies. No, don't want to get there. No. Hopefully never. Hopefully hopefully the Lord comes back before we, the country gets Absolutely. in that shape. But um, I would love to get in a time machine and go back and give Nathan Hale an AR-15. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Just appear and be like, hey, homie, check this out. Check it point and he'd probably know what to do with it oh yeah he'd say oh i saw this in a dream yeah it was a vision (laughs) (laughs) was the electoral college it does matter yeah we we i hope and it's our hope that you now understand why we're a public versus democracy we do have aspects of a democracy in our system but we are more a republic when it goes to the federal system the electoral college matters and i hope that you understand that elect the electoral college is one of those things where you should fight for that. Yes, that should be one of the things that you're willing to die for because it's part of your constitution. Get out and vote, guys. Go vote. Just, oh, but b- before we before we leave, I gotta say this. They say that your vote does not matter because we live in a uh, the electoral college, quote unquote. The electoral college takes away the individual right, uh, individual uh, vote. Power. Uh, power. No, it does not, because like I said... The the, col- the electoral college votes come from the popular vote within the state. They come from the popular the vote. So if your popular vote is decided by one vote, then that those electoral votes go to the candidate that has that one more vote. Mm-hmm. So if you and your wife, or you and your best friend, or you and your sister, or you and somebody else stay home, and both of y'all are going to vote for that other person, that's two more votes for them, they mm-hmm. get... The, that's how it adds up. That's how it adds up. Yeah. So your vote does matter. Go in out the, and vote. It's in the your, words of uh, Delmar on Old Brother, well, the guys on Old Brother were there, yeah. I'm voting for yours truly. <laughs> well, I'm voting for yours truly, too. All right. I'm with you, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We thank you for listening to the Patriotic Preachers. Again, if you want to get in contact with us, patrioticpreachers at gmail.com. Also, find us on Facebook, Patriotic Preachers. Tell everybody about our podcast. Again, you can find us on the Podbean app. Uh, also, look look for us at podbean.com. Just search Patriotic Preachers. Thank you. I'm Michael Farr. We're Cody Yarbrough. We thank you for listening. Tune in for the next episode.